Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and business as well. Do you know, Critic, I got Mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. A why watch that sneak peek. Oh, we've got, we've got a sneaky sneak sneaks. <laughs> yes, we sneaking around. We are sneaking. Remember the nineties when around. it was creeping, and in the in the in the early two thousand it was creeping, and we had creep yes. from TLC and all of that stuff. So I creep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we doing that. We we are sneaking around the critic. The critic and I are sneaking around. We're going to start rumors. You already start some rumors. We are just oh. sneaking, slinking, mm. sneaking around. Not with each other because we're on opposite sides of the coast, but we're sneaking into... Well, we're not even sneaking into theaters. No. <laughs> we can't do that at this point. Not yet. But they're opening soon. Oh, well, they will be yep. opening without me <laughs> because <laughs> I will not be participating in the first round. But what you can participate in this weekend are two movies that we really want to talk about because they're kind of, um, you're starting to see some of the studios moving forward with releasing some movies that, you know, maybe especially around this time of year wouldn't, would get clobbered up by the latest Marvel or the latest superhero or, you know, the latest action um, film. And one of those films is called The High Note that comes Mm -hmm. out on the 29th on demand. Now, this was originally planned for a theatrical release, but instead Mm. they're going to have it available to your home and it is star-studded, shall we say. It's mm. written and um, it's written by uh, Flora Geese Greason, but it's directed by Nisha Canadra and or Canadra. I'm nah, nay, potato, potato. Mm. Um, starring though, you have to pay attention to this. Look at the billing. Don't be fooled by marketing or commercials or anything else top build is dakota johnson Mm. who's really been doing a lot of feature work lately she's yeah she's really doing um well in that area and then tracy ellis ross 
mm-hmm. along with Kelvin Harrison Jr., who creeps me out, and Ice Cube. Kelvin, I'm serious. If you ever listen to this, you do not creep. I'm sure you're a wonderful person, but you know some of the roles that you played in the past? Loose. It just, I sort of want to back and waves. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and waves. I just want to backtrack a little bit and be like, I'll, I'll just do a fist pump from a bar. But they are namely the um, top build folks who are in this. You got other people showing up, of course, but you got a chance to see a sneak peek of this and you got to hear it as well, shall we say. You mm-hmm. heard some of the songs and we can't yeah. wait to hit your take on that. And the main one you hear in the commercial, whatever she's saying, bad mm. girl, whatever. I don't even know. Now, <laughs> what we have, my friends, is this. Dakota Johnson is the assistant to one of the biggest music stars in the world. Smells like Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> For years, this woman has been at the top. Wherever you go in the world, they would know her name. Mm-hmm. And of course, she's played by Tracy Ellis Ross. Is this Diana Ross? And her name is Grace Davis. Now, Grace is has experience, let's put it that way. Okay. And when you have experience in the entertainment world, maybe you won't get any more experience, okay? Well. Maybe people want her to do a Celine Dion, do a Tony Braxton, do a Gladys Knight. Take your butt to Vegas. Uh Okay. Now she feels like she still has music to make. But does her manager, who's played by Ice Cube, okay? They've been together from the beginning. Okay, he was there the whole way. He was there before she was famous. Oh. So maybe he knows something or maybe he doesn't. Now, Dakota Johnson's character, Maggie, Well, she doesn't really want to be an assistant. She wants to be a producer. So much so that she's taken it upon herself to do a remix of one of Grace's classic songs. Now, when you hear this song, you'll go, really? But okay, they want us to go along with it. Look, excuse me, let me tell y'all something. Oh boy. If you do auto-tune, pop, normal stuff, it's not a classic song. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Okay. So that's what she wants, but is she being a bit presumptive? She has no experience. Now she says that she went to school for being a composer, but is that true? Like you'll see what I mean when you watch this movie, if you decide to. Now, another thing is this, because she wants to be this producer, she finds a young man who is creating his own music How's he doing this? He's not really doing it for money because he has money. We see that. She's looking at him going, where'd you get all this money? And he's played by Kelvin Harrison Jr. His name is David. So she decides that, well, maybe I can help David. But how can she convince David to be his producer? Mm. Hmm. So in the end, the question is, For Grace, will she be able to actually do something new? Or is she going to decide, go where the money is? The guaranteed money is, I should say. Right. And is Maggie going to be a part of that or not? 
Also for Maggie, can she become this producer or not? And what in the world is going on with Ice Cube's character, Jack? Is he going to throw a monkey wrench in all of these plans or not? Now, Ref, you mentioned the Devil Wears Prada. Yes. And for that kind of story, you can't find a better movie. You just can't. That is it. That's the quintessential one. So this really is that in the music world, if nothing worked. Oh, okay. Now, when I started watching it, Ref, I was like, mm. but I was cool with that. Cause I was like, okay, I could just, you know, lay down on my love seat and let this wash over me. Why not? You know, I, Tracy Ellis Ross is here, Ice Cube. They're kind of having fun. Dakota Johnson to me actually works in these kinds of movies. There's mm. something about her that's kind of interesting. She is never overdoing it. She's just kind of watching people and enjoying the moment. And I do like that about her. Like in the mm-hmm. Peanut Butter uh, Falcon, where she's just watching Shia LaBeouf and being amused. And it's kind of good. She's a good conduit for an audience. So I get the casting. Kelvin is not doing the dark stuff this time. Oh, thank um, goodness. So <laughs> that's nice to see from him. Um, so I didn't mind the casting, but the scripting did not support the acting. Mm. And by the end, it gets boring. Mm. It is too long. They could have cut at least 20 minutes. At Mm. least. Why is this this long? Almost like when, if you take credits off, it's almost an hour, it's just over hour 45 maybe. Why? Oi, oi. The music is forgettable. Um. And in the story, like at the end, they do try to do this reveal. It's just like, there are two options when you get to the end. You've either checked out, you don't care. Mm-hmm. If you were paying attention. Like it's, it's one or the other. So what I'll say is this, if you just want something kind of diverting and you've seen the commercials and you go, okay, maybe, okay. I mean, you know, you're not gonna be offended. However, mm. please know if you're watching the commercial, it is not the story. This is Dakota Johnson's movie. It's Pay just attention like to the Hathaway. billing. Yep. It's just like Anne Hathaway ref in The Devil Wears Prada. It's a similar kind of thing. She, Dakota Johnson is Anne Hathaway. Okay. We know Tracy Ellis Ross is Meryl Streep. Um, who is Emily Blunt? I have no idea. Maybe it's Ice Cube. Okay. Who's Stanley Tucci? Maybe that's Kelvin Harrison Jr. No, they're not complete analogs, but in screen time, maybe. Maybe it's like that. This is how you have to think of it. And that's the high note. Well, that comes out for everybody on the 29th. And you can check that out and move forward with that if you want to. You also got a chance to see a sneak peek of another movie that will be available the same day. Um, called End of Sentence. Now, this definitely would not have, I would venture to say, any competition with (laughs) the big movies coming out. So um, this may do this movie good, that people can be at home and um, enjoy it. Not familiar all around, but I think you have some really interesting things to say about it. 
It's directed by um, Alfar Adelstein and written by Michael Armbruster. Armbruster, and it stars John Hawks. We love John Hawks, and some of you are like John Hawks, John Hawks, John. Think Winter's Bone. You know, oh, did you get that taste yet? <laughs> I will never forget that ever. No, I uh, don't get the taste. <laughs> There are like many people who have no idea what you're talking about. You gotta watch Winter's Bone then. It's it's yeah. on HBO Max. So if the new HBO Max, it's there. I'm telling you, if and if you want to know what the real Jennifer Lawrence is, it's that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Logan Lerman is also in this. Now I don't know much about him, um, except for those Percy Jackson movies that he starred in, as well as a little movie we saw called Indignation that we reviewed some time ago. Um, yeah. but other than that, you have some interesting insight about his career. You you've been um peeking an eye. And you know, Sarah Bolger is also showing up in it along with some other people who will pop through. But again, this is not something that you probably would have readily seen in a multiple theaters um, had we not been under the circumstance. So this may be an interesting alternative to not being able to go to the movies, but wanting to see something a little substantial. What was your experience with End of Sentence? Yeah, I think that's well said. And I would just say before I dive into the plot, if you're the kind of person who is not really an indie fan, but you go, maybe I want to start going into the indie world. How could I do that? This might be a kind of segue movie that'll do it. That'll help you to understand whether this is your kind of uh, thing or not. So for end of sentence, it has multiple meanings. One of them is this. Logan Lerman's character, Sean, is at the end of a prison sentence, okay? His father, Frank, is played by John Hawks. Now, Sean, his mother, you know, she didn't make it. She died of cancer. So this is in the background of all of this. As a result, when he gets out of prison, his father, Frank, says, hey, we need to go scatter your mother's ashes, not in the United States, but over in Ireland. That's where she wants to be. Now, does Sean want to go with his father, Frank? I'll give you a hint. He calls him Frank. Yeah. What's going on with that? Now, we know they've got to go to Ireland. I mean, you know, come on now. So the question is, how do they get there, though? What are the circumstances that lead to that? Because Sean is like, look, I need to go across the country to, to California because that's where I have a job. OK, and I've got to report to this job to keep it in like three days. Frank is like job doing what? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of job? Because I know what you've done before. Mm. Now, Sean is like, basically, you can sit down and shut up. Oh, who are you to talk to me? I don't even want to be near you. The cop who's guiding him out of uh, prison when he's let out is, is looking at these two going, now, wait a minute, sir, to Frank, you might need to step back because he doesn't Uh-oh. want you here. This is the relationship. But Sean is the aggressor. Frank is very mild, meek mannered, that kind of man, quiet, 
just going, look, this is what your mother wanted. It was her dying wish. Okay. So they end up in Ireland. The question is, can they actually make it to the place that Sean's mother wanted to rest? Can they do that? And along the way, they meet Sarah Bolger's character, Jewel. Sean meets her at a bar. Okay. He catches her eye. She catches his eye. Hmm. What's that about? And eventually she joins (laughs) up. What's that about? (laughs) We know what that's about. (laughs) And eventually she joins father and son. Hmm. Why? Why? Exactly. And along the way, their relationship to her, what happens helps us understand what happened between father and son. We do get to the bottom of it. And there's something going on in this family that Sean, the son, is very angry about, blames his father, Frank, for. But is Frank really the one to blame or Mm. not? That's the question. They might have more in common than Sean thinks. Now, this to me, Ref, is the kind of just character study movie that you just need to follow the actors. It's really gonna be in the actor's hands to make or break this. It's understated (laughs) work, they don't go too far. John Hawks, we mentioned Winter's Bone. He was nominated for an Oscar and a Golden Globe in the sessions, brilliant performance again from him there. And he's been in a lot of movies you've seen, but he's that guy. You won't know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's that guy, and once you see him, Once you see him in a standout role, you'll always spot him in a movie. He's that kind of guy. This time though, there was a a, a gentler version of him. I think it was smart for him to choose this role and for them to cast him, because he's such a great actor. And he's not saying a lot, but you know there's something going on. He's a polite man with problems. Instead of this damaged, tortured soul that has to do drugs or something, he has his problems, but he's a good person. So what does that look like? And how does that play against Logan Lerman? Mm. Who, as an audience member, you're going, wait a minute, pump your brakes. You are way too aggressive. And... As an actor, I think it's valid for us to mention he, we haven't quite seen him, you know, an ex-con. Do we buy that with Logan? That's a question. That's that's the question. And you were mentioning, I've been looking at his career, of course, as of late, because there's another movie that we'll review later on, surely that he's in as well. And Logan, his team, they are saying it's time to grow you up. Mm -hmm. And they're succeeding. And the smart thing is they're doing it in indies. Yeah. Because first of all, that's where he's going to get the work for this. Because blockbusters, they're, they're going to go, you are not old enough. You're Percy Jackson. You're Percy You're a kid, Jackson. You, know. mm-hmm. you were in The Perks of Being a Wallflower, which is a wonderful teen movie if you haven't seen it. Teen drama with uh, the movie flashes and Ezra, uh, you know, uh, Emma. Emma from mm-hmm. Watson. Harry Potter. You know, so it's very smart, starting with Indignation. Now, he beefed up a little for this role, and he he does have a groundedness. He's in his body, which is hard to do at his age. Yeah. Um, you know, he's 28. So he's starting to really rev it up. Whoa, like he's that. 28? He's 28. See, there mm-hmm. you go. I'm thinking he's 22, 21 years old, but Percy Jackson was a long time ago. 
There you go. So they're they're shifting him into this role and it's starting to fit. They've done it at the right time. So mm. he is he has enough weight for us to go, well, hold on, something's really going on here. And it actually they complement each other. John Hawks and Logan Lerman, but it's a flip. You would expect Logan Lerman to be the meek. Yeah. John Hawks to be the aggressor. So it yeah. was very nice. Sarah Bolger is just a nice breath of fresh air, a nice, you know, brings in feminine energy, which we need. And we see how she twists and turns. Because keep in mind, Sarah Bolger was in The Tudors. She was. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. So well, she's, she's no stranger to. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So it really is an ensemble, a small ensemble piece, or even. Uh, really the core is John Hawks and Logan Lerman, their relationship, and they do a really good job. The only thing I would say is I did want a, just a little more hair more from the script, but a part of what makes it work is that the script was so reserved. So I'm on the fence on that. I could have used little, but I get the choices. And I think that if this sounds like something that's interesting to you, where you want something a bit more serious, but not heavy handed, they do it with a light touch then end of sentence will work for you. But the other question to end it is, what's the other end of sentence? We talked about Logan coming out, his end of sentence in prison. There's something else, some other people or a person who may have been sentenced in a different way. What's the ending of that? Oh, it sounds like I, if I liked Mustang, then I would it it would fit in the wheelhouse and Mustang again was last year uh, an indie sleeper hit I mean, it, it just kind of snuck in there. Um, That's right, and it, it, but it's even a, it's lighter than Mustang. L- lighter, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. Well, both of these movies you can check out at home on the 29th end of sentence, and of course the high note will be available. You may have to search a little bit for end of sentence, but it, just type it in. It'll bring it up and you'll be able to enjoy it. So there you go. I told you we were sneaking around, sneaking, sneaking, lurking. <laughs> Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.